my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. What do you stand for? Are you an activist? What are your city plans for? Are you an accident? Are you just in the way? Your natal tongue contradicting what your body language say? Are you a king? Are you joking? Are you a king? Are you posing? Are you a king? Are you smoking bull rocks to keep you open? Because a king don't cry, king don't die, king don't like king. If our king get by king, don't fall kingdom. Come when I come, you know why. King, 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 I am T'Challa. Alright boys, everything's working now. We're kind is, that, of, is that the cue that we're going? Yeah, we we're we're going, man. We're going. Oh, okay, excellent. Oh my god, this show you is know, this show is quite the adventure already. We we've slowly devolved from a countdown to guys. It's working now, guys. We can, <laughs> we can start talking. I no, it's it's guys. I think it's working now. So here's hoping. Yeah, I we, was, we account for every week at least two to three aborted uh, intros before we have to actually start the show. It wasn't even like our fault. Like, like none of us screwed up. It was just like the spinny rainbow wheel of death and everything. And I'm like, record. record uh, it, and it happens. And go. Okay. Glad, glad I reset everything. Gentlemen. Hello. How, 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 Kev, you're a little overmodulated, a little, little calmer there, sir. A little calmer there. Um, but how's, you, how's this? That's is this, per- is that's, this better? That is perfect, sir. Uh, hopefully. Earth am I modulated? Hopefully everyone is doing okay. It's going to be a little bit of a weird episode, given uh, the unfortunate news over the weekend yes. of uh, Chadwick Boseman and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're going to be saving that uh, a whole chat for that in the second half of the show, um, so we can kind of just really just kind of give our thoughts, chat about a little roundtable discussion, a few sound bites at the same time that we're going to be kind of putting into the show, because um, we want to give Ooh, it the proper. That sounds t- like uh, that almost sounds like we have a producer. It, it, it does, and I wish there was someone else who can do it, but, uh, you know, men's men's. It is what it is at this point. So, uh, yeah. I hire based on talent. If you're Why talented at producing, oh, okay. you produce. If you're talented at just talking about shit from Hawaii, you're that guy. <laughs> if you're talented at filling in a third chair, you're another guy. There you go. Can we have another another guy though? That'd be. Kind I don't of... know. How many I guys do you think we listen? In most in most scenarios, there's only ever three. A fourth one just feels awkward. That's. I mean, just think of episode six hundred. It's a little awkward there with OG. I thought. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm okay if we have someone behind the scenes. I'm just. I'm just going to going to throw that out there. That's what we need. We have. We have Sandwich's entire crew is behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. The, the entirety of the I East mean, of Archive family. Yeah. There's that, there's that division. 
You know, there's the production division. There's the con okay. division. So there, there's divisions. I think we're ready to expand the 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 uh, person behind the scenes division to kind of do all the technical stuff. That'd be kind of nice. I, I, I don't know. I have to tell you, yeah. Mr. Monty, mm-hmm. with the COVID situation, <laughs> I don't think this is the right time for us to be expanding. So. I, put, I, in the rec- put them in the recommendation box. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you actually write that out and leave it on your porch, uh, Sandwich will pick it up and he will put it in the recommendation box uh, that we keep at the product archive. I, yeah, I, I'm sure. just I'm just saying at minimum it's worth an intern at minimum. So I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but boys, you're we... right. You know what? I'm going to start in. I'm going to start interviewing interns right here in Hawaii. Uh, who can, uh, you know, take some of the load off of, well, one of us. So so this is going to be episode 603 of Geek Stuff TNG. Um, <laughs> but before we kind of get into everything, the nitty gritty, I want to talk about Patreon really quickly. Patreon.com slash Geek Stuff TNG for just a measly buck, guys. That helps us out a lot. Uh, and you'll be able to get access to our Discord service, which is a little text voice service so we can all have exclusive chit chat on. Uh, which you know we had a lot of interesting conversations. Definitely worth checking that out there if you can. You for know, three you know, I want to interrupt you for one second to note that that damn Markel Wilson is once again enjoying a free preview of our Patreon feed because, damn it, I just haven't figured that out yet. Damn it. <laughs> See, if we had an, if we had an intern to worry about these things, it, it could have been fixed by you. now. Gosh darn you, for three, for three, seriously, for three dollars a month, you're going to get the show in a day and a half early, which is now going to be Wednesday nights as we kind of shift everything Ooh. recently. Uh, you'll get a sneak peek at the prep sheet as well, and I usually try to uh, uh, stream that bad boy. Uh, except this week, we were trying to do something a little special for the show. For five dollars a month, you get the weekend bonus show. Uh, which is either Mr. Sandwich or myself chatting about whatever's kind of on our mind. It's more of an op eddy kind of conversation there. And you also get a vintage uh, episode of Ye Old Big Kev Geek Stuff. Of the oh, way I heard about that's, that. Of the way that's my win. contribution to the Petraean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. And for $10 a month, you get a, a look at the live show on Instagram, which honestly is how you see that. When it happens. Which is the hot mess, really, of us. The three of us and all the the stuff that we do and say behind the scenes that we're not allowed to say on microphone. We're not. There's even stuff that I'm not even allowed to say that we before we record. Sandwich has banned me from from talking. He censored me from talking about things. When <laughs> but if we're even remotely close to live, I don't even have those privileges. <laughs> Um, Markel Wilson, uh, you need to PM me about um, about an opportunity. Uh, intern? So do that. Oh, cool. It's definitely not intern. Oh, okay. Markel Wilson will be a part of this show when I am not a part of it. Oh, okay. So, oh. And it, but that said, that said, Markel Wilson, as far as I know, is still doing a podcast, and it's something about that that I want to discuss with him. So you should email me, Mr. Wilson, uh, or uh, PM me on wherever 1 p.m.'s people. There you go. Uh, and we should also point out that uh, people can be a part of the show by calling our GVM hotline. 
201-730-2547. And you can hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG on whatever topic you may want to discuss. But before, boys, before we jump in, we, one thing we were talking about before the show um, was we were talking about West Coast Scott because... He's just generally awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yes. Um, well, let's say why we were talking about him. Okay, we go ahead. We were talking about him because I was I was a little surprised that OG, the executive producer uh, here, was actually reaching out on Facebook looking for someone uh, to mule him a, uh, a Halloween BB-8 uh, from the Disney parks. Okay. So every year, Disney parks put out special holiday-themed uh, astromech droids, uh, which is technically what BB-8 is. It's what R2-D2 is, astromechs. Okay. So they put out these holiday-themed ones. They're limited. They're only available in the park, and as astromech collectors, me and OG, we need to get a hold of those. So um, for years, and I want to say, let's say near enough to the beginning of this madness uh, with the holiday uh, editions, we have relied on the uh, slings and arrows and the kindness of not a stranger, but West Coast Scott, uh, who practically lives in that park in California. <laughs> Seems that way. Uh, to mule us these droids. I just found it a little shocking that he didn't reach out to West Coast Scott and have West Coast Scott grab him one because that's kind of, you know, one of the one of the. One of the great things, not the only thing, but one of the great things that West Coast Scott provides services that uh, he provides to this program and its crew. So that's how West Coast Scott came up. And Mr. Monty, you were going to add something. So when we were talking about the fact that, uh, what, like you said, West Coast Scott going to the parks all the time, I know that uh, he had a, a great uh, interaction with our, our one and only sandwich. Uh, yes. What was it, last year now at this point? Or two years yeah, ago. Oh, um, was that a, was that a year ago that he went to Galaxy? That, that, yeah, that sounds about right. About, if they about, anything. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, about. Give or take. All right. But I'll the question I went. Is that when he is that when he did that to all of his friends? Mm -hmm. No, well, just went us. Went to the park and didn't ask anybody if they wanted. Anything? At least just us. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I. It's a good thing you reminded me because I almost forgot. Oh, wait a minute. No, I didn't forget. So Nor will I ever My forget. question for you guys is, now, as you know, I'm a big like horror Halloween fan. Uh, have either of you guys, or even West Coast Scott, if he's in the chat, I don't know if he is yet. He's not. Um, have either of you guys been to Disney for around like the Thanksgiving Halloween um, time? Because uh, yeah. I'll be interested, I'm interested in going. Uh, I know obviously this year is going to be a, a wash, but just to kind of like a look, a look ahead for next year, uh, is it something to plan and is it worth going to Florida, California, or should I go Universal Studios for their thing? Because I'm interested uh, to do something yeah. next year. So I'll let Kev go first. Okay. Are you bringing the squeeze? Uh, yes. It doesn't matter when you go then because she'll just she'll just love it. So but we both love one. Halloween. Two, the we... person you want to speak to about this, mm -hmm. West Coast Scott is always the person that you want to speak to about this immediamente okay. because he is the person with the experience. That's number one. Number two, the other person, for a second opinion, I would recommend OG, who went there, I think, for a couple of Halloweens. And I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but I don't think I am that it's possible he got engaged in the park 
during a Halloween trip, but I don't remember exactly if that's the case. Okay. So those two are your I I've only been there for Star Wars nights and celebrations the last bunch of trips. In fact, all of my adult trips to either Disney in Florida or California have been mm-hmm. associated with Star Wars and or celebrations. So I'm not the person to ask about that. Fair I enough. Don't, Dom, have you been there on the, any of the holidays? I hear Christmas. Lovely, I've made but... like three. I've made not on Christmas, but I've made three Christmas like around a month of December years. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, even like in November, I feel I might be wrong on this, but I feel like when I was there it, it, in the elute in the, uh, <laughs> the often talked about last year of me being a selfish asshole, <laughs> part of my French. Um, I think they had the tree up. Okay. So I don't know if they do a thing. They probably do a Thanksgiving, and they might just have the tree up still. But well, have you gone for Halloween? But have you gone for Halloween though? I I've only been there either like like last year when I went. It was like three days after Halloween, so all the stuff was torn down. Already. Oh wow! Already wow! Okay. They work so quick on that. Where like the day after Halloween, all the Halloween stuff is scrap it, and, and all the either Chris. I it might not be Chris. It might be Christmas by then. I don't know how it works. I've, I forget, honestly. I'm blanking. I feel like the tree was there. Okay. But well, they're already selling Christmas decorations in Walmart here. Yeah. Yeah, Home Depot over here, too. It's September so, 3rd or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> and Christmas. So. Uh, but I, I've been there for a couple of Christmases. Christmas was nice. I know you're looking for Halloween, but. But was it. Was listen, it was, any, any holiday you go to Disney for, mm-hmm. it's going to be nice because Disney pulls out every stop. It's all themed. It's it's going to be really nice, no matter okay. if you're going for Halloween. It's going to be nice, no matter what. Okay, that's that's good for me. That's kind of uh, exactly what I was looking for. Yes, I, I do. I do want to say this though. Do you guys know what anniversary it is technically today? Uh, no. This is technically my one year anniversary. Uh, being on the show, you mean? Yeah. This episode. Uh, wow. I, uh, look at the bright side. You're 29 more years away from a watch. Yeah. It- <laughs> It's it's too bad we have a serious topic today, or else we could have made something of that. We could have done no, an event. We could have we could have named the episode "Sandwiches One." Sandwich <laughs> turns one. We'll we'll do we'll um, we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll we'll have your uh, your uh, a report card ready for you for next week though. Oh yes! What a brilliant idea, Mister Mon. I do what I can. <laughs> do what I can there. Um, but all right, cool. I like appreciate the advice there, boys. I'm gonna look into. It. Like I said, I'm just kind of curious to check it out, uh, especially yeah, after. Yeah, I, uh, I reach out to Scott and OG, and, and I think uh, between those two, you should get a fair yeah. reflection of what to expect. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, listen, let's get into the show today for uh, our first half. Here, uh, we have some Star Wars stuff uh, to hit right off the bat, and you know, as shitty as. 2020 has pretty much been almost every single month for the most part. Uh, we have a little bit of good news. Uh, it's announced officially today that uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 will start streaming October 30th. One night before Halloween. So what is that? That's Mischief Night? Yes. Uh, I believe. Yeah, the, or what's, I forgot for those the, in New Jersey. Yeah, what's the other? I think it's, it's, uh, it has so many names. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like it's an East Coast phenomenon. I don't know if that's gone to the West Coast Maybe, uh, I don't side. Know. If but, you have names for Mischief Night, you can call the GVM line 201-730-2547. Let us know what you do <laughs> the day before Halloween besides prepare for hordes of kids to attack your door. Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to be watching The Mandalorian. But you know what? Uh, this is just this, 
some nice happy news that we really needed, I feel, especially yeah. after, after this week. The artwork uh, for The Mandalorian looks fantastic with, with the child and everything. And um, it just people I mean, this is just a nice way to just start, start or continue the week, I should say, rather, um, with everything that's been going on. Because there's always that lit, like everyone heard that, like everything's going to, you know, everything's on track, everything's on track, but you never know last second. So it's almost like they're kind of cementing it at this point. So um, some happy news from The Mandalorian, which I, I think it's safe to say we're going to be watching and talking about um, on the show. But we do have the boys to look forward to first. So that's going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. That's this week. That's tomorrow. Yeah, uh, it is. To what? Yeah. Believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, of course. It's the four. I was hoping to squeeze in a rewatch of season one before I hit season two. That's just not. I'm sure happen. there's a. I'm sure there's a YouTube video that can kind of like just summarize everything for you. Uh, yeah, but uh, I just it's. Mm. Well, you're on a crunch. Well, you know, I'm just saying if you want to get all the shows, the episodes in. Well, well, what there, we have the one week, uh, uh, delay when something comes out. So I mean, you can binge both seasons by next. Uh, next episode if you want well they're gonna slow release them too aren't they aren't they just doing one a week uh, or what or the they're dropping the whole season i thought the they were boys, dropping the whole season they're doing I, like I, three you know, episodes keep, oh that's right is that's that what right because i keep i keep hearing mixed things now you're saying three I, another person said they're dropping the whole season well, I, I believe told me we reported on the show that it was three yeah i think okay. i think sandwich is right on that one so uh and then so they're, they're gonna do a, a week to week uh, was that thing. on your was that on your weekend bonus show, the sandwich shop? That, that, that was on the, that was on the the main uh, program. Oh, uh, Geeks that wasn't part of your that wasn't part of your programming of the previous week. This past no, week, not no. so much. Um, so, uh, so let's talk about some Star Wars news that isn't exactly uh, thrilling at the same time. Uh, John Boyega had an interview with GQ magazine, uh, where he pretty much calls out. Um, uh, Disney and Lucas Studios for their treatment of uh, people of color characters. Uh, he says, uh, this is a quote from him in the article saying, uh, you get yourself involved in projects and you're not necessarily going to like them. But I, what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be, a, uh, to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. Like you guys knew what you were doing with Daisy uh, Daisy Ridley, you knew what you uh, what to do with Adam Driver, you knew what to do with these other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, uh, when it comes to John Boyega, you know, fuck it all. Uh, so what do you want me to say? Uh, what do you want to what you want to say is I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience, but no, uh, I'll take the deal when it's a great experience. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave us all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows this. I'm not exposing everything. And he goes well furthermore into details about just some treatment that uh, happened to people of color in the franchise. But that's kind of the, the heart of it right there. Um and it's, I mean, look, we're three white guys. so He's it's, not it's, wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, nope. so, so. Because it, when go Force Awakens came out, when Force Awakens came out, we all thought, and the trailers that preceded it, we all thought this is going to be a major character. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, we're you know, let's be honest. He was the Lando of that generation. 
in every way. He was black. He was a, at best a secondary character at best. Um, and, and I think he would argue the point that he was a secondary character. So what he's saying isn't wrong. What I like about what I like about really this this whole sort of topic is the fact that it just seems like once they're kind of they know they're free and clear. Mark Hamill did this too. When they know they're free and clear of their responsibilities to Disney or to Lucasfilm, they all start talking. Mm-hmm. They all start talking, and they all talk about and you know and everybody knows exactly how he progressed into being less of a character as those films went along it doesn't matter that he had screen time it was he was an also rand what wouldn't have happened if john boyega's character was not in the movie ask yourself that question what would have happened what would have happened to the the sort of the progressive story part of those three films if john boyega was not if John Boyega was not in the movie, if his character was not in the movie. And in the third one, the answer is absolutely nothing would yeah. have been different. What? Because they wouldn't have assaulted the ships personally? You know they would have. So whether he was there or not, what they wouldn't have, you know, like what? What did he bring? There, you know, there would have been one less person uh, looking for that little droid dude. Like, mm-hmm. what did he bring? to that movie except another presence and it's also and worth you, I'm, I'm sorry but just to just to add on to that really quickly yeah. kev but it, and it's also worth pointing out like so there there was that whole aspect that they knew what was going on behind the scenes during the filming and let's not forget the the social media backlash at times for some of these characters was totally unfair yeah that's kelly that's kelly marie tran sure yes that you're but, referring but, to. but still it happened yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't agree with the backlash about her character because you're talking about a small piece in a much larger piece of shit. You know, you're <laughs> talking about a kernel of corn when I'm talking about the whole pinched loaf mm-hmm. uh, that was The Last Jedi. So, you know, like, it, you know, picking on Kelly Marine Tran, you know, because you didn't like her performance or you didn't like her character or whatever that whole movie was a piece of garbage so it's you know again it's like picking that shit out of pepper you know like it just doesn't make it's a waste of time to just single out one person but john boyega makes the right point which is he watched himself over three films just become progressively nobody until the third film it's like oh yeah he's there so he's there exactly but what he didn't solve any puzzles he didn't save you know he he didn't save any lives Mm -hmm. you know he you know there was nothing he did and i'll i i maintain in the second film as well it was probably just about the same maybe he had a little bit more story responsibility Mm -hmm. by the third one he was nobody yeah by the third one i could have been in it in that role because (laughs) i had as much you know, there was as much invested in my Star Wars character, which doesn't exist, as there was in John Boyega's character. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, one aspect of the... One thing that kind of impresses me about it is the fact that uh, I'm sure when it comes... For any actor, no matter... I don't care what your background is, when you're saying something, even if it's true... 
there's got to be that concern of, will this stop me from getting a future job? I think that's something that I don't care what color, gender or anything like that. I, I think that's just something that uh, it has to be considered. So the fact that he was so honest about what was happening just beyond behind the scenes that nobody can see because obviously they're right. not going to show that stuff yeah. on a, a Blu-ray or anything like that for special features. Uh, I, I commend him for that because he could just shut up and just complain that he can't find work if that's the route he wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, but that's, he. That's he, funny that you mentioned that for a number of reasons, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay, but but I, I think there is. Um, I mean, I think he absolutely did the right thing by calling calling out uh, these. The, the production companies and everything and everyone yeah, involved. I agree. Uh, and I don't have any problem for what he did. I just know that, uh, and I can't even begin to imagine uh, how tough that must have been for him, or nor will I guess for anybody else for that matter, in that situation in, in general. Uh, but the, I, I can commend him just for the fact that um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's always right. that fear of... Um, will this stop me from another jo big job or a big paycheck or something of that stature yeah. uh, at the same time that he needs to, uh, yeah. that has to be on their minds. Cause I mean, it's unless you have a deal, you're work for hire, you're freelance to a degree. So there's that. Right. Yeah. Let me put a finer point on that. Go ahead. John Boyega did a lot of talking during the whole black lives matter. He did sort yeah. of explosion. Mm -hmm. And to which he said, this may mean I never work again, but I don't care. So that's, you know, so he's fully cognizant of the fact that opening his mouth could lead to problems with his career. Mm -hmm. Good for him for still doing it. That's number one. Number two, John Boyega has not gotten a lot of work since Star Wars. Number three, neither has Daisy Ridley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who there's an article on our Facebook um, that talks about the fact that Daisy was not getting work right after star Wars and still is kind of, mm. and I just posted an article today. Um, from it's kind of an excerpt, a piece of an interview from Rachel Lee cook. Do you remember her? Rachel Lee cook was an up and coming actress in the nineties. Okay. She starred in she's all that. And a couple of other films. Um, she was really on an up and coming swing. She did a comic book movie that did not, that did about, half its production cost in, in ticket sales, which is a box office failure, and she and other cast members, she feels, were put in movie jail uh, because their, their film was a flop. That film, by the way, is Josie and the Pussycats, to which she played <laughs> Josie, and is considered by many, especially someone in this chair, uh, to be a classic comic book movie, number one, and two, just really, just really a great film, I think. Um, funny, everything else. Anyway, the point of the story is that, yeah, there is a lot of backlash that can come, and yeah, it can affect your career. And mm -hmm. there's three examples you can read about over on our Facebook, but yeah. But good for John Boyega for still speaking out about his experience. I think that's important. Absolutely. I also wanted to just highlight the fact that Will's Trash is in our Instagram right now, one of our top Patreon folks. I just want to say hello, sir, and thanks for joining us. Oh, look, and there's Flawless1690. There you go. I have you no go. idea who that is. There you go. <laughs> no um, idea who that person is. I want to hit on just a few more stories. I got a lot. Yes. Nick, will you do me a favor? Sup? Will you remind me in two days that if I have not finished this, uh, fixing this thing 
so these interlopers can't get in. Uh, yeah, do that. Okay, no problem. Um, <laughs> moving on. We Wallace1690 have... says, Hoka. Okay. Hey, guys, I have no idea who this is. Okay, let's um, uh, hit on a few more stories really quickly before we go to break. Uh, there's a new Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous trailer. Wow. I can't talk. From DreamWorks Animation. It's going to be hitting on Netflix on September 18th. This is Jurassic Park for like third grade and under. I think that's a nice way of just kind of painting that <laughs> picture. Which honestly, I'm all about when it comes to these like kind of kids kids dinosaur shows. Um, not you know, Maybe they're, they're too young for like the regular Jurassic Park uh, movie. And I say the original Jurassic Park because that's the one that really matters. Um, just a nice way to kind of introduce them to the franchise, be excited about dinosaurs. Uh, and then, you know, you can always just introduce them to other classic shows that are dinosaur people related. Personal favorite of mine, Denver, the last dinosaur. I know a lot of people are probably going to hate it or don't know it, but I love that show. So, um, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Barney, the dinosaur. Uh, yeah, that's, in our, that's in our wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> another, it is. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, one thing I want to just put on people's radar, which is going to be released October 13th. Kev, I don't think you'd be interested in this, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, Scream Factory is going to be releasing a Friday the 13th collection box, Blu-ray box set. Another uh, one? Another one, but I mean, it looks fucking fantastic. There's like a deluxe edition, uh, which is available for pre-order. Does it have it all has, of the films in it? It has, hold on one second, I'm just double checking. It has... Usually Up they stop to, at eight. Do, 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 do. It has, I'm just double checking here. Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, Freddy versus Jason, Friday the 13th, the 2009 version, and a bunch uh -huh. of bonus discs. So that we, is, how many movies is that right there? That's a lot. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13? 13 movies. Oh, that's a, that would be all of them, yeah. 12, 12, 12, 12. I think I might have miscounted. Um, is, there, is the documentary in there as well? I, that was actually what I was looking for because I wasn't sure if that was being um, uh, put into consideration there. But that's also streaming in a bunch of places too, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I, I kind of dig these old box sets because I'm just a sucker for – the behind the scenes of of the 80s of how some of these scenes were, were created some with the special effects or the commentary on how some things were, were created. Um, retail price? Retail price, sir, on... 13 movies. I'm guessing about a buck, uh, buck 40. The pre-order... Ah, so close. Price, listen, price is right rules. You, you're, you're a bust. Uh, but is $132.99. Oh, Oh, that's a buy right there. Yeah, that's this like is ten bucks a film on Blu-ray. Yeah, with all the bonus features and everything. Like I said, yeah, I'm I'm a sucker when it comes to all of the the how stuff was made with those practical yeah. effects. So yeah. uh, that's why I'm such a big fan of those things. Um, I don't yeah, know I probably I might pick that up. Yeah, I would I would consider that uh, at the same time. And there's another product uh, to talk about, which is not going to be happening until next year. But Young Sandwich. Is yes. going to break down for us. So, uh, sir, this is right in your wheelhouse. Break it down. So, tell us what you guys, right. tell us what you got. So, uh, Magic the Gathering had their big uh, live. Okay, stream. so what's next? Stop it. Let the guy talk. 
Right on with you. You had no patience. Go on. Uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not giving you a hard time. Go ahead, Bubby. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the Hawaiian one is. Uh, <laughs> had their big live stream where they previewed uh, the next year uh, batch of cards that they're going to be putting out. For Magic the so Gathering. In, for Magic the Gathering. And in quarter three, there's a Dungeons & Dragons magic set coming to uh, the stores near you. So what this is, for all I can tell, it's going to be a, a set themed around Magic the Gathering and all the fun stuff in uh, D&D, you know, wizards, clerics. Maybe there'll be like a bag of holding, stuff like that. And I think this is great because, you know, Wizards of the Coast owns Magic and Judges and Dragons. And they've begun putting Magic the Gathering in D&D. And I think it just makes sense to, you know, cross-pollinate the other way too and put some Dungeons and Dragons stuff and Magic the Gathering, you know, Magic was made to be played during uh, D&D sessions. So it only makes sense that we finally have a full set devoted to Dungeons and Dragons itself, you know, mm-hmm. bringing all the nerds together, uh, trying to mold us into one conglomerate. So, so of is this kind of like, a, is this is this kind of like a hybrid for both both fans, though, at the same time, it, Sandwich? Because it seems to me... It's the reverse. It's the, it's reverse. the reverse of them... They put out a D&D supplement book that addressed things that are in Magic the Gathering for D&D. Okay. And now, in reverse, they are putting D&D things into the Magic the Gathering universe. That's what I'm taking away from what Sandwich is saying. Yes, but I will only say that this isn't, like, a supplement to say, as in, like, it's something that'll be, like, in tournaments and in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's an addition to their universe. No, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, they, they do, like four sets of cards that are like this is the main stuff and then they do like two like for fun things okay this yeah or this is one that they're making like this is supposed to you can win money playing this in theory you know what i mean if right. tournament never happen again this is going to be something that will affect D and magic going forward because right. people can somehow win money playing magic the gathering <laughs> i still haven't figured that part out yet uh <laughs> You figured well, I, out how to spend money playing it. <laughs> that's the easy part. Yeah, oh, that's the easy. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you do the same thing with D&D. So let me ask you this: How? Because yes. uh, c- you you you're you're versed in both aspects. How popular uh, do you think this? How much potential do you think this has uh, for so, for both for both parties? Actually, for both for both brands. So I've been there on Magic Night where we get like. 60 people in the store sometimes. A retailer? Why, why are you making that face? Kev? In the, before times. In before the times long, long, long ago. ago. Uh, <laughs> and I've been there on D&D night where you get you know the same amount of people and they're different people. But what I think this is going to do is you're going to get those people who are showing up for Magic Night and D&D night and you start really raising the population yeah. of both nights. Yeah, we, because... I, have a, I have an expression for that. It's the curiosity crossover. Okay, and that's what I think. That's what I think is happening here. Is yeah. they're they're kind of trying to drag some D and D guys into magic, and trying to drag some magic guys into D and D, because the properties are so similar in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would make sense for them to cross them over uh, that way. And uh, thank you for uh, for putting that in our in our chat, Monty. But I want to say a personal thank you to Flawless sixteen ninety who, as it turns out, is the Patreon since day one, even though I suggested that they were a dirty interloper <laughs> who was enjoying a free preview. <laughs> Apparently, 
I owe them a great deal of thanks. Whoever you are, sir or madam, uh, thank you for being a Patreon. We appreciate you. We're going to send you uh, a prize package um, right from Sandwich's room. There you go. Probably will what? include some sort of sports hat and probably some very, dog related very thing. likely it's so. also worth uh just to add on to what you were saying saying which is the fact that uh these brands of uh, wizards of the coast all owned by hasbro and yeah. uh it, it's worth and i say that just for the fact that it's these tabletop games which has done very well for hasbro's bottom line uh mm -hmm. because where they're able to take other risks uh, the 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 Wizards of the Coastline has been able to offset it, so they can try different uh, different other products and toys and everything yeah. like that. Which is which like is they, really the it, it's the underdog of of the company, which really isn't getting the spotlight. I feel like it honestly deserves. I, I agree with you a hundred percent, and it allows them, uh, Mr. Monty. Uh, it allows them also to keep fucking up the Star Wars line um, <laughs> okay. while they continue to blow our minds doing the Marvel line. So it's kind of really interesting mm -hmm. in that sense um, because, yeah, because they're kind of bedrock bread and butter stuff that just keeps churning and churning allows them to do those sort of things, which is really great. It, it's a win-win really all around. It really is. Unless you're, unless you're a Star Wars toy fan, in which case then it's like, go fuck yourself. You're but, you know, other than that, great. Um, Big Kev, sir, why don't uh, why don't you take us to break? All right, with that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will take what I think is our first and only break it on is. this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six hundred and three, which we didn't decide on a name for. I don't think. Um, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space.
Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev from the studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is at 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar to D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to the parts of the model, you'll get four full color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles, about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877 Five four four six seven seven nine. Check them out today. Good job, sandwich. Um, guys, let's uh, segue right now. Uh, kind of just reflecting on Chadwick Boseman, really, for for this half of the show. Uh, I think it's. I think it makes a little bit more sense, uh, sandwich, to have you kind of actually kick us off, because um, you brought it to my attention, also Big Kev's attention about yeah. uh, his unfortunate passing. So, um, what were your what were your initial thoughts, Bud, when when you saw the headline and your reaction? So, so in this day and age where we live in, you know, a social media driven and of, you know, news travels faster than thought to this to this degree. You know, when you hear news like this, you you your initial thought is, part of my French bullshit. There's mm-hmm. no way. Especially in a scenario like this, where yeah. he's a young guy, you know, it's not like he's frail. He's he's always been very built. Forty three, so forty three, very young guy mm-hmm. had the world ahead of him. So you know, it ridiculous. It's stupid. So then I do the thing everyone does. You look it up, and then you see Variety has it. Then you see someone else has it. Someone else, and you know, it sets in. Holy, oh my God, this is real. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll be honest. I, I I shed some tears the second I saw it. You know, it was emotional for me. You know, like this isn't something you, no one can prepare you for this, especially in a scenario where this guy was fighting in silence for four years. You know, he did Black Panther, he did the Avengers movies, he did so many films. Seven fight, fighting he made, he made seven, seven let's, films. Let's be really specific yeah. about this, and and I don't mean to cut you off, Sam, but let's Fun. be really let's be really specific. He was diagnosed with stage three Three, colon cancer and and then he made seven movies including all of his black panther appearances including i mean you can look it up just backtrack his last seven movies including at least one that hasn't been released yet Mm -hmm. so 
He made seven movies with stage three cancer. I don't know. Uh, you know, I have known, regrettably, people with stage three cancer that can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he made seven movies. And go watch. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through at this point uh, watching the films that he that he made only since his diagnosis. Just watch Civil War. Just watch Black Panther. Stage three cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fen- it's phenomenal. A phenomenal legacy of films to leave behind for a guy who's 43 years old and did, I think, the best work of his career after he found out he had stage three cancer. That's the story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. But I want, I want to pile on, not pile on, but I want to say uh, something that, I want to I want to back up something Sandwich said. Sandwich told me that this ha- he texted me and told me this happened. My response to him was, I believe, bullshit. Yep, we were we were in a group chat when he yeah. did that. Yep. And uh, you know because who would have thought? I didn't hear a thing about him being sick. And that's the it's other amazing private. part. Yeah. That's the other amazing part of the story. Nobody knew. Except his uh, except his bro- except his family and his doctors. And his family and his doctors, and that's it. And nobody else knew. None of his co none of his co performers knew. Nobody even suspected until only a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. where he sent out and I believe it was an Instagram picture where he looked drawn and frail, and mm-hmm. and only then did people start to go, wait, what what the hell's going on with Chadwick Boseman? And then he's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to add on to that, so again, we were on the, the, the text conversation there. Um, I had my phone on silent because I was watching a movie, a movie, so I kind of got every, like all the, the text all at once. And uh, kind of like you said, same thing, Sandwich, like as soon as I saw the headline, I'm like, no way. Kind of the same reaction that Kev had um, because there's no way. It's just not possible. You know, I'm thinking there had to be uh, right away. My first thought was, was it an accident like Kobe? Uh, was he yeah. involved? Was he involved in some kind of protest and there was an accident that might have happened? Like, I, like I'm, the- I'm putting out all of these other yeah. crazy situations, you know, a million miles a second before I thought, you know, unfortunately, natural causes be due to cancer. That was that was and my I, first reaction. I thought. Is it COVID because of everything going on? Which is possible. Because guys in that age range are susceptible to COVID. Some of those, per- we know performers that have died because of COVID. And I'm thinking, is it COVID? Mm-hmm. And how on earth? And and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pile on to what you're saying as well, uh, Mr. Monty, which is they said it was cancer. How is it even possible the guy died of cancer and nobody knew? That was what made me just not believe the cancer part of it. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, no way. How does he not know that he has, you know, cancer? The guy just made, he just finished rapping a movie not terribly long ago. How does he not know? Or how do we not know? I mean, the only thing I can say is, um, I mean, my, my father has had cancer and uh, it, he, they were able to hide it from me because he was uh, my father, an older gentleman who also had to deal with like brain tumors at one point. This is something separate, uh, and, and he was able to bounce back. But he was in such great shape at his old age, 
and he stayed on top of it, not saying he didn't have problems, uh, but he was able to to mask it and then kind of, you know, put it on the back burner, so to speak. Uh, this is a t totally different situation, obviously in Chadwick's terms, uh, which uh, just made this so unbelievably heartbreaking and sad. And, and Sandwich, I'll, I mean, I'll add on to what you were saying. I'm like, like this is a, a absolutely heartbreaking for for so many people. Uh, there are so many pictures that were posted of kids crying with their their Black Panther toys. And you, Kev, you you hit it right nail on the head in terms of just uh, the the guy who was in a pinnacle of his career, put out some great movies over the last whatever five seven years or so. Uh, but what he has done, what he did for um, African Americans in in terms of Hollywood big budget movies, and ironically enough, visiting kids in cancer wards, yeah, it is yeah. is unbel like it's it's you almost can't process it for for something at in that in that time span. Like it's it's so unbelievable to to actually take in and uh, his legacy is going to be remembered of, forever. I want to hit on a couple of things that you said Go ahead. Uh, there. One, the first thing is the pictures. Go over to our Facebook and you can see I posted and continue to post um, pictures of little kids who are having memorials for Chadwick Boseman for Black Panther um, with their action figures, with their uh, with their Black Panther costumes on, their Black Panther collections or displays or whatever, little kids, mm -hmm. and there are hundreds of these pictures, hundreds, and these are upset, legit, real little kids. They got little coffin, you know. In some cases, mm -hmm. they got like maybe a little like a little like piece of cloth over, and have all the rest of the action figures standing around. You know, that's unprecedented. You can just tell what that character meant to, to all of us, but certainly to a certain section of African-American kids who really, really identified with the character of Black Panther to the point where they're holding their own personal memorials mm -hmm. to the actor and the character as a result. And they're accepting sure. the fact that and they're accepting the fact that this yeah. this person, this ideal character, this person who like yeah. they absolutely adore is is gone. Gone. Yeah. And for some of them maybe this might be the first time they're dealing with a death like that and it's, it's really hard. And you know what? Let's say this also. Uh, uh, I think we're going to get into this in a little bit later in the segment. But you know what? When I saw the first picture of a kid holding his home memorial, doing the you know Wakanda, Wakanda. forever, mm -hmm. over, I said, "Well, that is the end of them recasting." But let's hold that thought for yeah. one second, yeah. because I want to say this also. I want to, and I'm not going to say who it is. You know that there is someone who's close to this program, who is a survivor, I believe of this type of cancer and I, I don't know that he or she wants me to say who he or she uh, is I, I, I know but the, I, would, I wouldn't um, I'm not going to but okay. I'm just going to say like this is another young guy and so I think what I, I, you know the reason I bring that up is because I, I want to make sure that we're making this point uh, yes we're, we're making this point and that is if you are in a certain age range 
uh, men and women, you need to go in and you need to get that test. You need to go in. You need to get that test. I've already scheduled mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm much younger than Chadwick Boseman. I, I've already scheduled mine. Uh, uh, and, and it's a serious thing. It's a serious thing because if they catch it early, it is treatable. But with Chadwick at 43 years old, uh, passed away, so what, only a few years ago? Barely 40, right? 39, 40 years old, stage three. Mm-hmm. And yes, and if you have symptoms, right, you should go in. Check out what those symptoms are online. You got any? Go in and get the damn test. I, I want to just add on to that really bit quick, Kev. So I have yeah. a very, very close friend of mine who is a, a doctor. Uh, and I actually talked to him. He actually sent me um, some links for research about colonoscopies about from different societies and also from a, a government uh, what was it? I think it's cancer.org perhaps um, uh, talking about what, what you're saying with these colonoscopies with these kinds of cancers so I'm, yeah. I'm going to be posting these links from a, a very trusted source of mine on our Facebook page and on Twitter uh, Good. because and, and frankly uh, I mean it's more important to me that people check out these links than then do some of the other stuff that we're recommending for you to do for this episode but for the love of God someone who's, who myself will first admit that uh, I, I hate going to the doctor and try to avoid it at all means necessary. Uh, it's now recommended when you're if you're 40 to yeah. to go get an appointment. Yep. Uh, and and frankly, take care of yourself so you're around. Yeah. So people who love you and give a shit about you are able to experience you longer. So that's these it. So, screenings. All of them. These screenings are very important. We know that there's a, a diverse age range mm-hmm. uh, 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 that listen to our program. There's a diverse uh, uh, ethnicity. There's a diverse uh, 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 sexual orientation and, and gender that listen to this program. Mm-hmm. If you are supposed to be getting screened for something, go and get screened for it. If it's colon, it's a colonoscopy. If it's you're getting your prostate checked. You're getting your heart checked. Mm-hmm. You're getting your breasts checked. Uh, whatever it is that you need to get a screening for, get a screening. They mm-hmm. all say the same thing. The earlier it's identified, the earlier that it can be treated yep. and you can get past it. And and to That add, is the truth. And to add on to that, Big Kev, uh, as I mentioned before with my father, uh, he thought he had a, a bad uh, tooth problem. And thought he had to get a tooth, a tooth pulled, uh, and it, that's essentially how he found out he had a brain tumor. Because they, one doctor connected the dots and everything, and figured, no, no, this is right. something bigger. Uh, so it's again, it's one of those situations where, you know, they caught things early, um, because of which. So yeah, yeah. In this day and age, you've got to catch it early. Mm-hmm. So if you take nothing away from this episode. You know, a couple of things to remember, and we're, we're we're not done talking about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Chadwick Boseman, Boseman was thirty nine when he got diagnosed. Made seven feature films after he got diagnosed. Died because he was diagnosed with stage three cancer, and still made seven films. You need to go get yourself checked out. You have any kind of symptom, go see your doctor. That's what it's there for. That's what they're there for. 
Yeah. And, yeah, you know, we can't say this any more seriously than we're saying it. Um, so I would like to, uh, talk about his career. I don't want, I don't want to talk about the, the Black Panther franchise quite yet. Let's, let's save that to the end. Um, yeah, and everything. because I think there's a, there's a broader discussion to be had. There. Yeah. But I, I kind of just want to talk about the reason, uh, why I think just as an actor, why Chadwick was utterly amazing in just every aspect. Uh, and I actually want to start first talking about, uh, the Jackie Robinson movie 42, uh, now let me let me just start by saying that uh, as I mentioned, I'm a big baseball fan, actually really big fan of uh, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers legacy and everything. So uh, I was always uh, I always ha- I had that kind of going for me right off the bat. But I waited to see 42 because it kind of gave me a vibe with uh, in the trailer of uh, Great Gatsby because I, I felt like I got burned on that movie. So I kind of like I I had 42, but I I just let it kind of sit there. Um, and I will have no problem admitting that that was another movie where I got choked up and I just found it absolutely beautiful in every aspect. And the main reason I thought it was so good was Jackie, you know, him as Jackie Robinson and also Harrison Ford played Branch Rickey. Harrison Ford uh, was the, is the, uh, or rather Branch Rickey is the individual who signed Jackie Robinson and actually took that, you know, quote unquote leap of fate. Uh, uh, by trying to sign an African-American player. But while watching these two people, I didn't see Chadwick. I didn't see Harrison. I saw these two from the the books I've read on them. Uh, they had the, the, the dialogue down. They had the kind of conversation, the heated talk, the com- the, those really tough discussions that you can't believe people actually had to have at one point in our country. And... I didn't see actors. I saw them just in, in pure form. I almost felt like I was watching those actual characters, which I think is the greatest compliment because how many times where I say that, you know, if a big star is in a film, like you don't see that character. You see like the, you, you see that star. Like you, 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 it's so, you, you can't really disconnect the two. But in this case, um, besides the fact that they had to, I don't know. It's fair to call it Jim Crow laws. I, I, I probably, uh, I'm not that smart. But uh, the the pain, the anguish that Chadwick Boseman had uh, was amazing. He how he uh, uh, impersonated Jackie in this sense. How um, it, what his co-stars thought of him. It was absolutely crazy to the point where. Uh, Chadwick Boseman even said, like, he felt drained. Just get him out. I understand. He figured out the emotion of Jackie, I think, and the essence of him, and how to show all that while keeping his cards close to the vest. We could make this movie a hundred more times, and we're not going to... We wouldn't find someone better than Chad to play Jackie, I don't think. You just feel him react to, to things, and, and you feel things hit him in a way that I think a lot of actors couldn't pull off. He has a great way of balancing both the like sort of intense, brooding quality that I imagine Jackie to have at this time, with like this like wonderful boyish like sensitivity. You know, Chad really finds the like human being in there, and I think that. You just, you just love him. He's incredible to watch. I was also very impressed with Chad's commitment. 
worked very, very hard to acquire the skills to represent Jackie Robinson. I just wanted another guy that looked like he could play baseball, but he wanted to look like Jackie Robinson out there. Which I think he, he pulled off pretty well. He's got determination, focus, vulnerability. He has that sort of unstoppable thing that kind of has you in, in, in wonder. I'm like, how does this guy keep going? But he was so unbelievably accurate. He was so unbelievably powerful that yeah. it, it was it was it was it was yeah. absolutely stunning. And um, as the director said, that he was the second person that that auditioned to be Jackie. And from there on out, he was always considered the the pinnacle person for Jackie because no one yeah. could raise the bar anymore. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to say. Uh, you know, without going into each of his films, you know, you got to look at the caliber of the roles. Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, the mm -hmm. first African-American uh, uh, head of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what about James Brown in the yeah. biopic uh, Get On Up? Yep. Uh, which was another wonderful performance, but another really key African-American uh, uh, performance uh, uh, based on the life of an important African-American. Mm -hmm. And you see, <coughs> pardon me, you see, you see that level that he brings throughout all of those films. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, um, and I think it's important to acknowledge that, but I think we need to, you know, I need, I, we need to bring it back a little bit, you know, toward our genre. And that is, Without question, um, the biggest, uh, I, other than Avengers Endgame, I think, I, I think it's the second biggest Marvel movie after Avengers Endgame. I don't know that Infinity War went that high. I'm going to look that up I don't right know, now. That's, that's something Nick usually has that information, so he'll let us know. But if it's not one or two, it's number three as far as box office goes. 1.3 million worldwide. Billion. And more than a film, Black Panther was a whole nother ball game. It was, it won the SAG Award for. It was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it won the SAG Award for Best Ensemble, and, and Chadwick was very emotional about that. And he was always very emotional talking about uh, about the character, and particularly the solo outing uh, of the film. So. You know, I, you know, what I want to say there is that God, we had so many superhero movies to that point, but you have to recognize and respect the fact that he took that character and they took that film to the whole cast took that film to an entirely different level. And I think we talked about this when it came out uh, as well, which was essentially that this is a game changer and sure enough when award season came around and everything else and it started getting nominated for everything and we knew it wasn't going to win everything and we were surprised at some of the things it did win like that SAG award but the fact that it was nominated for best picture for the Academy Awards and the other some of the other nominations that it got mm -hmm. uh, was phenomenal phenomenal achievement and I think that all stems from Chadwick Boseman you don't have that sort of gravitas mm -hmm. if you don't have Chadwick Boseman in that role and I think you know I think where this 
this conversation has to naturally transition to, I hate to say, yeah. um, because we're honoring his work and we're talking about the legacy that he left behind, and I'm going to say it again, all of which done when he had stage three and four cancer, had to have four at some point. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, dismiss any of that. And, and, and I'm so glad Nick, that you got to talk in depth about that, uh, about 54, because I know that you love that movie. Um, 42. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I get the number wrong, but <laughs> uh, you know what I want to, what I want to talk about now is where the, 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 what, what I think is the biggest legacy that he leaves behind, my opinion, is Black Panther. And where does that go now? For sure. And it's really, and I, I said this before, when I saw the first picture of the kid who was doing the Wakanda salute, Wakanda forever, mm-hmm. to his action figure laying in a little coffin with the other action figures around it, yeah. right there, Kevin Fahey and anyone else at Marvel and Disney have to know they can't recast that role. Uh, I want to just say Black Panther, according to Box Office Mojo, for the just the domestic grossing, uh, yeah. Black Panther seven hundred uh, million dollars coming in second place of Avengers Endgame. Right. What does it give worldwide box? Was that one point three? In in this in this layout, it's just giving me the franchise for domestic. Just, just it's not giving okay. me totals. Okay. So it's the second biggest Marvel film ever. Still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so uh, uh, and so I think I think they have a hell of a task in front of them. One because they've already been working on the movie. Yeah, they've already been writing the movie, and I've heard some unconfirmed rumors that maybe Chadwick let Ryan Coogler know that he was ill, and that they may have all maybe they started making some transitional ideas. He may have filmed something which will be used to in, in, in a future Black Panther movie to transition to another character. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to put it out there like every other person on the planet that says it should be Shuri. It should 100 percent be Shuri mm. as the next Black Panther. Uh, I don't I, I got to be honest. I, I don't even want to. I, I don't even want to think about what they're who they're going to cast or what you know what the right. the, the, the direction they're going in yet. Yeah. Um, because not not only is it such a like a fresh wound, uh, I don't think it's right to for for Disney to be like, okay, we're going to be doing this now. Oh it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, no, no. I don't. Hold on. Let, let me be clear. I don't think that this decision needs to be made right away, and okay. I don't think any announcements need nothing like that. All I'm I'm projecting out now, which I think will probably be 22, 23, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe. All I'm saying is that they have a really they're gonna have a really difficult time transitioning this, and I'm hoping that they make some really bold and really commendable decisions because I also think Nick, it's important to say. I think it's what he would have wanted. And I'm wondering what we're going to hear about him and Ryan Coogler, who was the director. You should also, by the way, you should go read maybe on our Facebook. I'm not sure. Ryan Coogler's statement. So I was after Chadwick's death. I will say that his statement, uh, Winston Duke, who played Mbaku, uh, and Michael B. Jordan, who obviously Killmonger, um, absolutely right. beautiful statements 
um, about about uh, Chadwick. And yeah. I will say that, like, you know, when Chadwick was visiting hospitals and everything, visiting these cancer kids who they yeah. had no, they had obviously had no clue either. Um, the the way that his Chadwick's fellow co-stars were kind of like there for him while he was getting emotional about the whole conversation. And I, I'm assuming yeah. that they, they might've known. I, I don't know. Who knows? Um, it According do- to Ryan Coogler, nobody knew. It does feel that going forward, um, you know, depending on what they do, it does feel appropriate that Shuri kind of takes over in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, it's tough, man. I, I don't know the direction, how they're going to go, what's appropriate. I don't even know what that's, you would even consider appropriate, to be honest with you. And I, I think that's the, yeah. the the thing I'm I'm trying to understand first and foremost uh, before saying, oh, they should do this or that. Does that make sense? Yeah. How okay. do you even How do you even transition that? Like, where do you even begin to think about? You're Ryan Coogler. You're Kevin Fahey. You're some of the. You're some of the co. Uh, 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 co-stars of that movie. Mm-hmm. How do you even you, you you how do you even begin to think about what are we gonna do now? Yeah, you know, like I I can't even wrap. I'm not one of any of those people, and I don't even know. Like, I I barely can speculate on how they even have those conversations. They'll happen. They They're have important. To. They have to, and they have some really tough decision making uh, moments ahead. But they also have, I think, and I think, again, I think we're going to hear from Chadwick himself about this in some sort of way. I think we're going to hear about why they made the decisions that they made and what Chadwick's involvement with it was. I just feel like that's something that's going to, I hope it happens, and I feel like it's going to happen but I think that's going to be a really big help to even beginning to wrap your head around what happens now. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just my opinion. But again, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Nick here on this and then I'm going to open up the floor because I, I want sandwich to, to get some words in here as well. Um, and that is that, you know, what we need to be paying attention to and, and Mr. Monty's right in saying this is, you know, we need to talk about the performer. We've talked about his films. We've talked about what is clearly going to be his legacy in African American culture, mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the the film roles that he not only selected but was chosen for, and then slaughtered as a performer. I mean, absolutely killed it in those movies. Yeah, um, it's important that we're talking about those things. Yes, but you know, we have to make sure that we're. You know we're 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 hitting the part that we hit. So sandwich comments. Yes. I so, know Monty and I have been dominating this a little bit. I want to make good. sure you get your chance. Everyone gets their space, so now I get my space. So I feel like Black Panther as an entity is something that we need to move forward with in some degree because I think what Black Panther did and what. I'm also going to say, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, the Sony movie that came out is, it gave kids who aren't white someone to look to as, this is a superhero I can relate to. Because when you look at the Avengers, the first one, Age of Ultron, you'll notice there's no, you know, persons of color really in a leading role. And what, you know, what Black Panther did and what Into the Spider-Verse did is it gave those kids 
who aren't white someone to look to and say, wow, that's cool. I can be that. Because a lot of kids growing up, you know, they they can't, they could, you know, they could pretend to be Iron Man, but they, it was hard for them to connect to it. But you can connect to Black Panther. You can connect to Miles Morales because dad, he's like me. You know, it, it, if I feel that more than they might feel connected to Thor or Hulk or something. They might think they're cool, but they can feel the connection to these other characters. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we there needs to be that discussion of where is where are we going forward with Black Panther? Because I saw reports that, you know, he was supposed to lead this next phase of Marvel. He was going to be the one leading us into whatever we're going forward. So to lose him now in this transitional so stage is really just horrible really good I, really good point there i i support uh the sherry thing i i'm not saying i'm not against it I, i'm totally for the, sh the sherry thing I, I think i'm pronouncing that name right mm -hmm. correct me if i'm yeah. wrong sherry, um yeah. i just me as me i like michael b jordan that's just me i like him as an actor i think he could if they wanted to they could somehow try to bring him back as a black panther they have Wanda. She can mess up reality. Whatever. That's just something I think they could do. Yeah. That's just me. But I, I, no matter what, as long as we have a Black Panther going forward, or just someone to stand for that other demographic in mm -hmm. in the movie theater, and then I'll be happy at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see this character. Yeah. You know, be yeah. written off for oh he's on a a a, a peace a peace movement or something or oh yeah, they, he's, they, I don't want him written off. They, they can't want... ignore the legacy. They can't ignore the legacy that Chadwick Boseman created for this character exactly. mm -hmm. and its importance in the MCU. They absolutely can't. They have to do something, and they know it. I'm just waiting to see one what they do, two how they explain it and present it, and three if there was Chadwick Boseman input. Mm -hmm. um that can be you know that that can be used to help support it yeah yeah which i think it might it may need especially if they go in a direction different than the one that's being discussed they're gonna need that support so I, i'm hoping that they have it i one thing that I, I thought you said actually was kind of interesting there uh dom was the fact that you know like his legacy like what he meant for the culture and everything and i think at a time where we, we pretty much uh, uh, opened up the show talking about John Boyega, about how he called out how, um, you know, ginormous entities in the entertainment world, how the, the mistreatment of, of people of color in, in the Star Wars franchise. Right. I, I think it's important that uh, this, you know, the, the, the heartache and the, uh, the tears that frankly being shed uh, over Chadwick uh, don't go in vain to make sure that there is change going forward. And, and this isn't just like the trending topic of the moment, unfortunately, or, exactly. or looked at as like another crappy aspect of 2020 um, to make sure that uh, we, we, there is the appropriate change. There are strong characters of people of color uh, and that no matter how, no matter what direction they go in, there is a tasteful, um, path that they take, it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it, it's it's an easy decision to make, um, but I mean, you you just read the statements from or hear the statements even from people who were involved in the the MCU, 
And it's absolutely heartbreaking hearing people say that, um, you know, he was just the kindest soul possible. The the change that he brought to um, or the impact rather that he had on people and the fact that like that he was essentially their superhero because he can be tough as nails. But, in, you know, on set or on scene rather. But then yeah. like, he has your back. And frankly, that in the ABC special, I don't know if anyone else uh, had a chance to see it. Uh, I lost count how many times I cried. Always, always humble, always hardworking, always a smile on his face. And uh, and just and now looking back all the more, I realized just what an incredibly graceful human mm. being it was. You were the last person I thought would leave us. You were the last person I thought could leave us so soon. You're not just my friend. You're not just my hero. You are my superhero. You are my Black Panther. It's a tough loss. He had that power um, in his art to define a generation. He is. I mean, even, you know, he is that um, generation-defining actor. I thought back to all of those performances and all those incredible people that he's played, and I realized I don't think you can do it as convincingly as he did if he didn't possess that same grace in real life. You can't act that. I, I didn't have enough time with Chadwick. I mean, it's a statement that I know everyone is making. We got a good thing, babe. And everyone can make because he was here far too short a time. Chadwick was a deeply kind and gentle person and very present and thoughtful. And those qualities are all so present in his work. He's a historical figure as the Black Panther, but also such a good and decent human being. Chadwick, my friend, you will forever be remembered by your warm smile, your kind heart, and your fierce courageousness through great adversity. You just wanted to follow the guy into anything, you know? From the moment Chadwick stepped on screen, he just bought it. He was always grace and humility personified. I know that I ride the coattails of his success, that I stand on his great shoulders. How you held yourself will live on. He gave all of us and all of our children an example of a great, gracious, and humble leader. Thank you for inspiring us and the kids around the world. But it was absolutely beautiful, done tastefully, and um, um, heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah, let's let me let me add something to what you're saying there, Nick. Mm -hmm. And this is just this is one example of how important the work was to him. In both uh, in in Black Panther in particular, but this also happened in Civil War as well. Um, he, uh, the, the the actor whose name I forget at the moment, I apologize, who played his father, mm -hmm. is actually a really well known, very famous African actor. You've seen him in other things, um, but he he speaks one of the native languages of Africa. I forget which the John language it was. Uh, K A. K-A-N-I, John, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. John. K-A-N-I, Connie? Um, um, that's how you spell it. I, I don't know how to pronounce okay. it. Okay. 
Well, he he actually speaks one of the African dialects because he's from Africa. South Africa. And yeah. they decided to make the Wakandan language that language. Mm-hmm. And even though there were scenes in Black Panther that were written in English, Chadwick, uh, this is the way I've heard it, Chadwick suggested that they do it while they were on the set filming it, mind you, Mm -hmm. suggested that they do it in that tongue. And he learned the lines from Mr. Connie in that tongue in that moment. Amazing. Meanwhile, I can't pronounce names. In order to make it feel, in order to give that sort of authenticity to it. That's one of those stories that I've heard that I'm like, amazing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. So, anyway, we're we're actually gonna, um, uh, Mr. Monty, we're gonna run out of Instagram here in a minute or two, so we probably should bring this to a wrap. Okay, we uh, we shall certainly do that, um, guys. You can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. You can check us out uh, with that same handle, GeekStuffTNG. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M O N T E S M A Y H E M. On um, Twitter, on Instagram, Snapchat, um, YouTube, and probably some other places. Uh, Kev. You, I, I wanted to say this also. You know, if you have some comments about Chadwick Boseman or oh, anything yes. that we're talking about on any uh, episode of Geek Stuff TNG, you can give us a call at the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and uh, let us know uh, what your thoughts are, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. You can find me on the uh, Xbox One universe as Big Kev GS, uh, and everywhere else as Geek Stuff. Uh, no, BK Geek Stuff. That's it. And you can find me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You can find me at Instagram and Xbox One. At Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Still funny. Always will be. Um, Big Kev, can you wrap up this uh, somber episode for us, please? I will. And with that, uh, with with that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, uh, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six hundred and three. What did you end up calling it, it's Mr. Monty? Chadwick's Legacy. Chadwick's legacy to a close uh, the way we end some episodes by saying good night Chadwick Boseman wherever you are you know he had this combination of being an old soul with the most incredible twinkle in his eye to all of those little kids that love Black Panther and look to T'Challa as their hero Just know that the guy who played him is an even bigger hero in real life. Wakanda forever! There will forever be an irreplaceable piece missing from our Marvel family. The world is a less beautiful place without him. Rest in power, King.